Hello and welcome to another episode of the Polytechnicast. I am Rob Stenzinger and this is a place where I, I journal about the stuff I make and sometimes that journaling is about uh, developing and growing, unpacking my thoughts on a topic and well, this month I'm working on a mini-series I am thinking of as the user experience mindset. And I've covered a few different um, perspectives on that, talking about the value of the user experience mindset, um, the background in you know general, but uh, thinking about it from a business perspective, thinking about it from a maker or engineering perspective. But here I am with designing as the perspective I want to reach out to. And that's kind of funny because, I mean, user experience mindset, user experience design, the systemic discipline to do both tactical and strategic, um, human inclusive things to try to make like better, more credible and, and more inclusive, thoughtful decisions that have um, real benefit for those of us who are making the stuff, but then primarily the people we are serving through the stuff we make. How are we affecting their lives? How is their experience um, like better in and doing that in a, like a, not in a mysterious gut, you know, fueled way. And this is where I want to reach out to designers, fellow designers, practitioners at any point in your career. And you might be thinking, well, okay, what what do you have? Like, what's the big deal about uh, user experience as a mindset? And I mean, or, wait a minute, are you being reductivist? Are you saying that that you know this there isn't so much depth? Or what about how user experience can be so many different specialties? And it's it's this whole constellation of practices borrowed from so many different pl other places. Um, you think about um, well, human factors. Um, you have the, the physiology, you've got psychology and you think about cognition, you, there's uh, human computer interface studies that have been, that, 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 uh, domain of discipline has been, um, has been a thing for decades. And what about, um, well, uh, user research, what about usability testing? What about, um, you know, A-B testing, all the different kind of protocols for different kind of things you want to learn or um, surveys and are, you know, when are they valid? When aren't they? Or on and on. Um, what about remote testing? What about, you know, in-house and lab testing? What about, you know, do we ha have, uh, how do we bring in design as a, in our organization? Is it, do we make our own teams? Do we hire it out? Do we, oh, on and on and on. I mean, all kinds of different areas of of creating the space and managing it and serving an organization with design is a pile of disciplines as are all kinds of things within that whole shopping list of like, what do you want to learn and how there are folks who make that their emphatic thing they put into the world. They probably have other ways that they can help, but specialty, you know, there's a lot of them in, in user experience which is great, powerful, lots of capability. Also, when it reminds me of um, uh, 
so I'm a guitarist, right? I think a lot of folks have, have some kind of instrument they're into and whatnot. But, uh, you know, I came of age at a time when guitar was a popular instrument to pick up as a teen. And, um, and so I did. And uh, the way I studied it and whatnot, it's, uh, I always... <laughs> It, I always was worried about sort of losing, like, what, what's my voice in guitar? How do I sound? What's my sound? And, and I would always be confused and mystified and excited about other people talking about their sound and their voice and this thing. And, uh, well, I know now I, there's so much more to learn. I have been playing for so long, and I have some strengths, some abilities, but then there's so much more. There's always, um, especially in the realm of, of theory and different specialties within theory and even in the performance based on specialties within theory. So as far as like being an advanced lead player through, um, skillful, uh, use of scales and whatnot. It's like, I know a few scales, but I, you know, there are folks who know tons and tons of scales and tons of different chords. And I know of a few chords um, in a variety of, you know, the, but like what makes, what makes it valid is the ability to, to, to make the noise. And if that, if you like the noise, <laughs> so the theory is beautiful and powerful and is an avenue to understand more and dig deeper and create like on create new, new entire areas of study and disciplines it's a path to greater knowledge but it's not necessarily a path to necessarily be something that affects an audience who's listening to a thing what they're connecting with is what does this feel like how is i like how is this thing i'm hearing affecting me that's a voice in the music that's a uh like the voice as in what is it saying something is embedded in, in this thing that's saying and reaching me as someone who's listening and it's important to not lose sight that the stuff that we make the stuff that we design always notice how it's how is it affecting is it affecting is it affecting in the way that you wanted it to be? Did you make that system that turns out to be a song that was that you thought would be super, you know, deep and resonant that people find ironically funny? And or what is the deal, right? So it's it's the what you make and you put into the audience's reach. What's it like for them? That is the worthwhile focus. And how can we, as design practitioners, include others in that process of learning? And how can we welcome others along in learning our discipline to go to whatever depths they wish to go? If they want to just make noise and feel through a thing, but then pay attention to how it's making others feel, I think we accomplished something. Maybe not as far as we'd want to go. We'd want to have a bit more intentionality, I would guess, 
a lot of us designers, um, some intentionality up front, a rationale, a hypothesis, or, or maybe a suite of hypotheses that we're using as um, like a, a whole pipeline of learning, like in like we're like a course of study to help really inform a big endeavor um, that's just comprised of so many different experiences. So if you like, if you like, I've, I've seen projects that are dealing with like a physical space, let's say, and that have many aspects of bringing stuff into that space and getting that stuff, you know, to, to an audience. And what's it like for that audience to enter the physical space, to, uh, traverse through it and have different motivations and needs. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot that we can divide up and, and, and have a course of study. And, and you're going to want on those, on, on many projects, someone who is an expert in, in experience design, but there's stuff about what we do that is immensely valuable just by believing it, just by believing it and saying that I'm going to be someone who makes sure I am including more perspectives in this decision. Boom, you did it. That's, that's victory. That you, you, you walk away from that big cloud of amazing curiosity <laughs> and I'm just distorting a metaphor. Like you think about an eighties action movie and someone walks away from the exploding factory because, you know, they solved the problem with an exploding factory. Uh, they're walking away from it like, or running either way, problem solved behind them. You've got a problem solved behind you there where you have someone who's curious and open and willing and, and, and acting upon that will and that openness to say, I'm going to include design. That's our job. We need to spread the idea of folks, including design and, 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 and going, you know, through the threshold of, of, you know, maybe being skeptic and maybe being uh, reluctant or resistant and, and, and stuff and not just, you know, using, you know, authority and, and pushy rhetoric or something like that, but like to include them on what it's like to really see things from a different perspective. You do perspective taking, not just from a story, that can help. That's a, uh, you can get a foothold. Do a cognitive walkthrough in a way that helps people see things that they didn't, in a way they didn't see before. That's something. But now, turn that into real quotes, real conversation, real see someone do something in their own context and their situation with the product and or service you're offering physical or digital. And now what seemed mysterious and what seemed like, Oh, user experience is something. That's what the, the richest companies do. That's what, you know, pick a thing. That's what companies on the coast do. Yeah, maybe, maybe it got popular there a little sooner, but it's really a possibility for, for everyone making anything to say that, well, in order to do this well, 
in order to do this more meaningfully, like to, to have the, have that lingering effect of building trust, helping others feel helped and, and just feel good about just moving on with their day because you were there to, to do something good for them in a way that works well, is usable and useful, learnable. Like that, that's, that, that can be solved. And, and that is a thing that not all audiences believe, not all folks in business believe, not all folks in engineering believe yet. Not all folks in design believe that yet. If we are working with fellow designers who are seeing portions, but not the whole system, well, this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity to, to try to, to, to work with them and include them in the learning and seeing how we can have questions or beliefs or ideas about an audience and explore um, explore and discover, interview. Um, and, and in different kinds, so many different ways of interviewing based on what you're trying to learn. Whether when you don't know what you don't know, then it's sort of, it's very discovery and wide open kinds of conversations. Um, and then it may get a little more narrow and stuff when you're, when you're um, exploring a particular avenue. And now you're, you're hopefully seeing your you know, fellow designers come along and say, ah, okay. I see how by, by doing this, by using some kind of applied research approach driven by including as much of the team and the different perspectives and disciplines as possible, including the audience as much as possible, all of a sudden we've created an, an environment of learning. And that's going to be probably a more healthy, adaptable business, probably with an audience that is, is um, in a better place for having interacted with your company and your company's products. So there you go. Here's some, th that was some thoughts about um, designers and how we can encourage others to come along this journey of having a user experience mindset and how there are so many approachable tools to get involved and including using your awareness to bring in experts to um, make that learning path just work well, to not get stuck, to, to be a guide along this you know, what, what can seem to be um, variables that are tough to, to know on, and, and, and they are knowable. Like we can learn from the people, we can discover and involve. And the folks that we work with can, can gain more confidence and be hopefully crossing that threshold of saying, you know what, I'm going to include design. And now they have a user experience mindset. And I think that's part of what we, what we can do to, to help. And on so many levels, all kinds of organizations, whether, you know, for-profit, not-for-profit, and um, hopefully, you know, do you know, better, make better, more meaningful things for all 
people and all kinds of organizations and audiences. Okay, and I'm doing this as part of the Art Sound Off Creative Challenge. Uh, these are things I've been, you know, journaling about and 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 uh, and considering for a long time. But but this is this creative challenge is a, is a catalyst for me where I'm doing a kind of journaling, a kind of um, unpacking type of journaling. But there's all kinds of types of journaling folks are doing with this. If you go to artsoundoff.com, you can see how maybe you could get involved and do this kind of thing, explore it for yourself, or you can. Uh, just look around for the hashtag art sound off, especially on Twitter. And you'll see stuff from this year and years past and how, um, you know, creative folks, artists of different, uh, different types have used this as a way to just get, get greater understanding about the experience of what they make and what they make and all that stuff. And then, you know, there's folks who do this privately and they, they, they're not sharing it, but they're practicing along and that's what we're here to celebrate. But then, you know, of course, there's uh, plenty of uh, episodes folks have shared publicly, audio, video. Anyway, so go check that out, um, artsoundoff hashtag or artsoundoff.com to, to learn more about giving it a try. Again, I'm Rob Stenzinger. If you have any questions, thoughts, or reactions to this, I would love to hear those. I am reachable on the social networks as Rob Stenzinger, but... You know, sometimes good old email is fantastic as a way to, you know, do some um, reactions and thoughts about things, longer form, unpacking, what have you. So you can reach me via email, Rob Stenzinger at shieldsstenzinger.com. Thank you very much for listening.